Lori to the stage. She's going to have a powerful message for us. Thank you, Lori. Bless you, bless you, bless you. In Jesus' name. Good. Thank you. Thank you. And I don't take it lightly, Pastor Jim and Pastor Kelly, that you're, you're allowing me to stand here and um, bring a message today to your body, our body. Uh, so it, it, I do count it a great privilege, and I thank you for that. Um, so Pastor Jim asked me to start bringing the Christmas season to the forefront in our minds. So um, I know a lot of you, because of your age, you don't remember a guy named Andy Williams. <laughs> but be, a lot of you, because of your age, remember Andy Williams. I remember Andy Williams. He had a, uh, a variety show, a singing show. He was a, a great uh, singing presence in the 60s. And in 1963, he came out with a song. And it's still popular today. You're probably going to recognize it. It was called, It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year. And it says, it's a feel-good song. It's got an upbeat tempo. And it's about the natural, secular joys of the season. It talks about kids jingle-belling and everyone telling you, be of good cheer. Parties for hosting, marshmallows for roasting. It's the hap happiest time of the year. You guys remember that song? You guys hear that? It's on the radio all the time. And so it's an awesome song. I just, I mean, I love it. And so I begin to study for this. And in my spirit, how many people, when you're uh, sitting down alone with God, or maybe you're in the shower, maybe you're driving, but songs just play on the inside of you. God, and God just started playing this song on me all week long. It's playing, and another song, which we are going to hear a little clip from. But um, it truly is a wonderful time of the year, um, not just for kids jingle belling and roast roasting marshmallows and I do enjoy Christmas I you know we have our Christmas traditions when my kids were little we baked a lot of cookies I don't do that as much as I did but I mean time to get together with your family there's Christmas shopping just getting a special gift for people and um, this year was kind of uh, strange for me because I'm even though I enjoy Christmas I'm a little bit of a humbug because I don't like it when Christmas starts at the end of October <laughs> and goes, and it's like, okay, let's leave this Christmas stuff until like the middle of December, like right now. But this year was different for me. I started like feeling like saying Merry Christmas to people and it wasn't even Thanksgiving. <laughs> and, and I was just getting excited for the season. I feel like there's something in the air this year, especially for me, and I hope for you too. So um, I want to make a disclaimer. You know, even though it is a very wonderful time of the year, uh, I, I do want to acknowledge that there's people, this, this season kind of has a little sting to it. Maybe you've lost someone this year. Maybe someone in your family is dealing with an illness or, you know, I, I've been through that thing where you want to buy gifts for all the people on your list, but the money crunch 
pressure is there. And so instead of enjoying the season, it's just like pressure, pressure, pressure. And I think sometimes when we go in the stores, we're feeling that. We feel this atmosphere of like um, stress and everything. So I just want to make that disclaimer. But actually, it is a wonderful time of the year. And um, Sean Foyt is a uh, musician, and he's a missionary, and he has a mission called the Burn 24-7, where he wants to see these burn centers all over the world where worship goes on nonstop, 24-7. And uh, he recently moved from Harrisburg sometime this year, I think probably about a year ago, and he, he came to uh, Bethel Church, and I was watching their worship a couple weeks ago, and it, actually, I think it was before Thanksgiving, and he was leading the worship, and he said something that I think is really true. He called Christmas an open season. He said, think about it. You go to uh, the malls, you turn on your radio, and Christmas music is playing. The gospel is going out in all the earth. People who don't want to hear the gospel all year long, they're hearing Christmas carols. They're hearing, come let us adore him. And joy to the world, the Lord has come. The message of Christmas is going out everywhere. Angels we have heard on high. You know, it, it's, it's out there. And people's heart are being softened. And there's an openness in this season for the gospel. So... For us, though, as Christians, Christmas truly is a wonderful time of the year. And um, not just because of the kids jingle belling, but because of the one whose name is wonderful. There's, a, there's someone who came to the earth as a baby. God came to the earth as a baby many years ago. And, and I want you, if you've got your Bible, you could turn to Isaiah 9 And I just want to read through the scripture, Isaiah 9, 6, and 7. And it says, For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And can you really read that scripture without thinking of a certain song? There's a song, isn't there? And and I uh, gave a clip to the the people on the team, and if they could play that now, it would be perfect. Just going to take one minute and 31 seconds of your time to listen to it. And they're ready.
Amen. Amen. So his name shall be called Wonderful. Wonderful. Just think, I mean, here we've got a song from 1963 about Christmas being a wonderful time of year, but this song is ancient. I mean, Handel's Messiah was written, I mean, it was written for the glory of God. And this whole performance is just like, it just touches you when when you hear it. But it's talking, and I like the way it really emphasized, and they really put an emphasis on that word, wonderful. His name is will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with justice and judgment. Judgment and justice. From that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. So this word, uh, wonderful, I love to look up words. And the word wonderful actually means a miracle. His name will be called a miracle, a marvelous thing, a wonder. And so this word wonder is used uh, in the Bible not a whole lot of times. But uh, when they talked about the plagues of Egypt, they called them wonderful plagues. Now, they were miraculous plagues, weren't they? They probably weren't wonderful to the Egyptians so much. <laughs> and when, when King David spoke of his uh, friendship with his, his friend Jonathan, the son of Saul, he said, your love is wonderful to me, even higher than the love of a woman. Wonderful. He called his love for his friend wonderful. And the Bible talks about the wonderful works of God, the miraculous works of God. All through the Psalms, you see that word. And even in the book of Psalms, in Psalm 119, it talks about the word being wonderful. And it talks about us digging into the word and finding wonderful things in it. So when Jesus hit the earth all those years ago, it was wonderful. And it was unexpected. And much of his life and ministry was wonderful, and it was unexpected. There was supernatural activity all over the, the entry of God into the earth as a man. Think about it. Think about all the miraculous things. It started with Zechariah. He had an angel visit, and an angel came and told him good news. And then there was a shutting of his mouth for a while. That was miraculous, too. He couldn't speak. And then an angel came, the same angel, it was Gabriel. He came and visited a little, a a young woman, a virgin, Mary. And he gave her some good news. And she had the right response to him. She was allowed to talk (laughs) after that. Uh, She said, be it unto me as as, as you will. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Whatever you want, God, I'm, I'm open to it. And then uh, the Holy Spirit overshadowed her. She was a virgin. And uh, the book of Matthew said she was found with child. She was a virgin. The, the, the pregnancy that began in her belly, it didn't come from the usual normal way. It came from being overshadowed by the Holy Spirit. And then we have Joseph. He was engaged to this Mary, this this girl, and 
She was found with child. He wanted to put her away. But he had a visitation in a dream by an angel. And the angel said, go ahead. Mary's good. This thing that's conceived in her is of me. It's okay. Go ahead and marry her. And he listened to what he received in his dream. He listened to the voice of the angel that spoke to him in his dream. And then later on, we see in this story, when there was danger for uh, Mary and the baby, he had another dream and another angel visit. And he was warned to take them away. And so he did. And then when the danger was over, he was warned again. He said, come back. And so he did that. And then um, I'm going to have you turn to, I'm, I'm, only, I'm only just going over these miracles that are surrounding Christmas, just, just telling you them. But I, I, I am going to go ahead and look at scripture here. Uh, Luke 2, 8 through 14. It's kind of a long reading, but it's Christmas. This is all about Christmas, and it's good. Luke 2, 8 through 14. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. So let's just, you know, God doesn't want us to just, his words aren't just words. He wants us to think about what he's saying. He wants us to acknowledge it. Think about it. They were on the job. They were at work. They're out in a field. And they're doing something natural, right? And now, suddenly, this angel appears to them and is talking. Just think how you would feel. You're at work. I don't know what kind of work each one of you do. But at your job, maybe, you know, maybe you're a forklift operator. And all of a sudden, this angel comes on the scene. Not only you, but all the other forklift operators. And you're seeing this angel, and he's got a message. I mean, just think how wonderful and miraculous that would be for God to just invade your, uh, your space there at work. And I'm going to keep reading this here. Uh, forgot where I left off. I'm going to read 10 again if I already read it. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appear with the angel praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. And so here is this miraculous thing, this supernatural thing that that just begins to happen. I mean, it's one angel comes and he brings a message, but now the sky is filled. Just imagine it. The sky was filled with angels and they were saying glory to God. And how do you think that would affect you? Just like Pastor said, when God is doing something, it, it brings a response from us. How do you think he would be reacting if this was happening to you at work? This is, this is an amazing thing. So also around the birth of Christ, the time when Jesus came in the earth, there was a fulfillment. I'm talking about the supernatural things that happened around the birth of Christ. 
prophecies were being fulfilled. Not just, I mean, it would be great if one person said, oh, this is going to happen in the future, and that one prophecy came true. But this was all these different prophets, Isaiah and Micah, and all these, they had each a little different piece. He would be born of a virgin. He, he would be called the Nazarene. Um, this light was going to come into the darkness. It, it was just prophecy after prophecy after prophecy. This, was, this is amazing that God said things hundreds of years before, and now they're coming true. All these things, are, all these prophecies are being fulfilled. And part of that um, scripture in Isaiah said, of his government, there will be no end. Of his rule, there'll be no end. Jesus came as a king. You know, the book of Revelation says that Jesus has a name written on him, and that it's written on his robe, and it's written on his thighs, and it says, King of kings and Lord of lords. He came as a king, and he came, and he brought his kingdom with with him. Even though we finished the message of the kingdom, we're never going to be finished with the message of the kingdom because the message of the kingdom is the message of the king. Jesus is king. He's Lord. He's Lord over me and he's Lord over you. He is the king and he deserves all the praise and all the glory. And so heaven invaded earth at the time of Christmas, and I believe God wants to invade earth even now, this Christmas season, this wonderful season. I want to talk to you about a, uh, a man I'm going to call D. I work with people with disabilities, intellectual disabilities, and uh, because of HIPAA laws and everything else, I really can't say his name, so I'm just going to be a, a good, good person and just call him D. Now, um, what I do is I take people with disabilities out into the community, and we do these different activities. We play games. There's Uno games. There's, there's parties. There's um, just different things, art classes and drumming classes. And we just do these things to enhance the life of people with disabilities. And, you know, say that you were someone with a physical disability, you would need a cane or you would need a wheelchair or you would need one of those tags, you know, when you park your car. But somebody with an intellectual disability needs someone there with them to help them through the things. We're there to empower them to do what they can do, but we're also there to help them with the things that they can't do. So anyway, on Thursdays, or excuse me, on Fridays, there are we have this karaoke club, and I've been taking my person my individual to this karaoke club. And I'm just going to give you a little bit of a setting, how it, how it is. Okay, so there seems to be no awareness in this community of hitting notes when they do karaoke. <laughs> There's also no awareness of, you know, when a line on a song has six or seven words, they might only hit the last word, okay? And um, most of the people who come to this club are super social. All their friends are there. All the mentors are there. The mentors are friends with each other, so they're, they're talking. And so while they're performing and doing their songs, you know, there's a lot of background noise. So this new guy comes this week, who I'm calling D. 
capital D. And uh, just because of the person I am, he comes into the room, and I introduce myself to him. And uh, he tells me his name. I tell him his. And uh, one of the people that are hosting the group tells me that he was invited there specifically to sing. I'm like, oh, good. So he, it becomes his turn to sing. And he stands up there, and he does that song by Mercy Me, I Can Only Imagine. And the whole, I mean, other, other people have done Christian songs too, but this was different. And all, uh, he starts singing, and it's like everything stopped. All the talking stopped. All the socializing stopped. And it was just amazing. He had a great voice. He was, he was doing all the words. And nobody was moving or making a sound. It was, it, it required a response from me. Tears are welling. I mean, as soon as he started singing, tears were coming to my eyes. And I couldn't sit there any lo- longer. I took my phone out. And I stood up and I raised my hands. I turned my flashlight on and I'm going like this, you know, because, I mean, it was just overwhelming and I had to, I had to respond to it. Um, God was putting his super on this guy's natural. It, it kind of goes along with what Mary was saying last week. She was talking about power and authority. This man had a gift. And this gift, God put his anointing on this man, and it just moved people. And so after the song was over, I sat down, and I turned to my individual, and I could see that she had tears. And this is not like her to to have tears in her eyes. And I said, oh, did that make you cry too? And she goes, he was singing about the Jesus. You know, this is what she said. (laughs) You know, (laughs) yeah, yeah. And it was, it was like, oh, you know, she was really touched too. It wasn't, you know, it was everybody was really touched. And this is what God wants to do in the, in the season of Christ, Christmas. He wants to put his super on our natural. So the following week, this week on Thursday, there was a Christmas party. I bring the same individual there. And this other guy, D, he shows up. And I run up to him because I was so, I mean, I kept thinking about it, how it went with my sermon. And I told him excitedly how I was going to mention him today and how how it affected me and and all this. I mean, I am just animated talking to him. And his response, very stoically, he goes, how unexpected. (laughs) 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 That, That was it. How unexpected. And I thought, okay, so... This was a Christmas party, and it was at a church, North Baptist, uh, Northside Baptist Church. And some of the church people were there, and, and one of the church people was, you know, did a special song. And she had a voice. She hit every note. She, it was be- beautiful, and I couldn't help. I was, I was kind of comparing her to this D, and I'm thinking, this song is beautiful. She's doing a beautiful job. It's amazing. You could feel a little anointing on it and everything but it wasn't like this guy D when he did that song. And I thought, well, that was very nice. And then he got up and he did two songs that day too. And it, it just was not like it was the day. I mean, they were good. He was hitting the notes. He, he definitely is fabulously, you know, gifted. Uh, and it, there was an anointing on it, but it just wasn't like it was that day. Um, but it was, it was deeply moving. 
And so also now I want to kind of transition. Um, some of you know there's a painting out in the, in the foyer that I did uh, last year for Christmas. And uh, it's a picture of a, a baby and there's light coming down. And uh, somebody in our con- congregation, Rob Henderson, last year when we put it up, Rob wanted to talk to me about that painting. And he would talk, we were standing in front of it, and he would talk about it. And I could see that he was being moved emotionally. And um, this year, again, the same thing happened. I was out there, tears were in his eyes, and you could see he was visibly being touched just by looking at this painting and talking about it. So I called him on the phone to get permission. I didn't want to just talk about this without his permission, you know, and I wanted to make sure I had the story right, too. And what he told me, he says, when I look at that, he goes, I think about God giving his own son. I think about John three sixteen. He said, I have children, and I could never give my child up. You know, uh, so there was something on that painting. And, and when, I, when I do painting, I consider myself a prophetic artist. And when I do prophetic art, I ask the Holy Spirit to come. And I ask him to put the super on the natural. I ask him to fill me with the spirit so that those paintings won't just be paintings. I don't want the things that I do to just be things that I do. Things that I, I mean, there's a gift there. But I don't want it just to be my natural gift showing. I want the power of the Holy Spirit on it. And so when somebody's reacting, and I've had other reactions to my prophetic art, but I I don't really want to just talk about me today. Um, I have another scripture from Exodus 31. This is the first time in the Bible that God talks about being filled with the Spirit, and the setting of it is pretty amazing. It's the time when they came out of Egypt, and now it's time to build the tabernacle. And Exodus 31, verse 1, Then the Lord said to Moses, See, I have chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skills, to make artistic designs for work in gold and silver and bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood, and to engage in all kinds of crafts. And I... So this is talking about someone who had a gift, and, and an art gift, a carpentry gift, a sculpting gift. I mean, there was all kinds of things. There was uh, material used. And when I think about material, I think of the, the woman Dorcas who, who died and was raised again. But while she was dead and Peter was standing there, all these widows were bringing all these clothes. They're going, look at these clothes this woman made me. They're so beautiful. And, you know, the, it wasn't just natural clothes making. There was something on it that was really touching people. And this is, this is the Holy Spirit working creatively through somebody to touch people and to do something supernatural the the um and I think in the season maybe you're not an artist maybe you don't have songs that you sing but all of you have things that you're gifted and skilled at every single person here has a job that you do you have people that you relate to all of these things and 
in this season, it's the most wonderful time of year. This is the time to ask for the Holy Spirit to fill us. It's open season right now. There's an openness in people's heart. Do you know music softens people's heart and it opens them to the gospel? So they're going to parties. They're hearing songs. Every time you turn on the radio, it's Christmas music. Um, I'm not sure if they play Christmas music so much in the stores now. I know they did years ago, and I was trying to remember. Some of them probably do, but they're hearing Christmas music, and so their hearts are open to the gospel. And so what we want in this season is we want God to use the things that we do, the things that we say. When we have conversations with our family, we want God to put his super on our natural because we have family members that maybe aren't living exactly the way we are. And they need to hear words that have weight on them. They need to, ha- they need to hear the love that God's put in your heart. They need to hear the sweetness of God's words on the top of your words. God wants to use the things that you have. He wants to use your work. He wants you to do things with excellence. You know, I I mean, I'm thinking of Rob again with this, you know, job he does cleaning the church. It's always excellent here. And it it really touches me when I come in. I, I sometimes see the, you know, the mud on the floors, the, you know, we got salt this time of year. And the floors are always mopped and shiny, and he does such a great job. He keeps everything clean, and, you know, it affects people when the supernatural gets on your natural. So this is the time of year we can ask God for wisdom since uh, the book of James tells us that if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, and he will give to us liberally. So what does God want to do with you in this season? How does he want to use you? Where, what are the areas where you have giftings? What are the areas where God can just take what you're doing naturally, your relationships, whatever? It's, it's time to seek the Lord and see if God will. He, he is definitely willing. He told us to pray Let heaven come to earth. He said, your will be done. Pray this way. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He definitely wants to bring heaven down to earth. He definitely wants to put his super on our natural. So how do you want me to do this, God? What is it that that I do? Um, This week, you know, uh, I teach also in the, uh, the school we have here on Monday nights. And Last, the last uh, quarter, we taught on mentoring, and one of the assignments for the students was, uh, uh, well, last month was evangelism. This time is mentoring for me, the, te- the class I'm teaching. But um, there was a suggestion to, to take two people at work or two people that you know that you'd like to see know God a little bit more and start praying for them. And so I took that. I said, well, if the students are going to do that, I'm going to do it too. And I thought of two of the mentors that I work with that I see mostly at a drumming class and at this other art class. And there were two that stood out to me. So I began praying for them. And you know, when you start praying for somebody and you're asking God to use you, and just to reach them with the gospel, he opens doors for you. And this week, he opened a door for me with this one 
this one young woman. She'd been sick. She, and she's been, and, you know, I could see she was all white, and she didn't look like she felt good. So I talked to her. I said, you know, her name's Kayla. I said, Kayla, what's, what's wrong? You look a little overwhelmed. And we were in art class. My person was doing some artwork. They were totally engaged. So was hers. And so we had time to sit and talk. And so she started sharing with me about what was going on in her body, and she was very distressed and uh, very sick. And so, uh, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, you know, sometimes we want uh, an angel to tap us on the shoulder or God to say something to us, pray for the girl, you know. And I'm, I'm kind of looking in my spirit. I'm going, should I pray? Should I pray? Should I pray? I didn't hear anything really from God, but I just said to my, here's what I said to myself. I said, well... I know it's God's will for her to be healed. I know it's God's will for me to pray for her. So I just decided, I said, you know, Kayla, I, you know, I pray for people for healing, and I would love to pray for you. Would you like to be prayed for? And she said, oh, she goes, I've got tears in my eyes. She was, you know, she was already, you know, feeling something just because I wanted to pray for her. You know, people, people want to be touched. They they want, I mean, when you care about somebody enough to ask them to pray, it, it does touch their life. It, it, it causes a response. And so I, I began praying for her. First of all, she was pretty worried. So that was the first thing I was praying against, the worry and everything. And I, I prayed for her lungs and all this different stuff. And so when I got done, of course, I'm following the five-step prayer model that I learned in school school so I want results I said well I just don't pray silly prayers and you know just walk away I said how are you feeling now she goes well she goes mentally and in my heart she goes I'm not worried anymore I'm feeling so much better she goes I'm okay and I'm like and and I said well what about your body she goes I think it's a little better but you know we didn't get to that part where we you know said on a scale of one to ten we didn't do that and then I left and I went to the restroom and I came back and uh she was sitting there and she was on her phone and she's giving me these funny looks and I'm like okay wonder what that's about and she gets off the phone she goes you're not going to believe this she goes I've been trying to contact my pulmonary uh person for months he never returns my calls. He never does anything. And now you prayed for me. And look, he's just called me. So I'm like, I'm like, that's God. That's God right there. You know, for months she's trying to. So God wants to put the, the super in our natural. He wants to touch people in this season. He wants, he wants to make this the most wonderful time of the year for everyone. There's people in our lives that are hurting and so I want this to be for all of us a season where we really reach out to people and really, you know, are just more sensitive, listening, looking, watching the people around us, you know, to see what we can do, you know, ask God for wisdom. And so um, look for the open doors, too. When you're making your cookies this year, Put that little extra something in them. <laughs> Pray over your cookies. And, you know, I know. <laughs> Not that extra something. <laughs> Where are your minds this morning? <laughs> 
I was talking about the love. <laughs> you know, we have a, we have a, a committee. We're having a party today, so we're going to host a beautiful party today. And, and I know that they have uh, been working really hard. And I know they've, put, they've prayed and they've put that little something extra in today. So I'm expecting excellent things to be happening tonight when we come to the party. I, you know... They have done a lot to make it a wonderful Christmas for us, a wonderful Christmas party. And it's a time for us to really connect with other people and be, you know, the family of God. And, you know, I just want to encourage you to look around tonight and just connect with people you don't know and just have some meaningful conversation. And um, I think think now is the time where we can just... um, Go ahead. I, I want to pray for everybody, and I want you to pray. I want you to be hungry for God to use you this Christmas season. Yeah, and really bring heaven to earth. So let's just go ahead and do that. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead you in prayer, and you can just agree with me. God, we just thank you that this is the most wonderful time of the year and that you sent that son, Lord, You sent a son. Unto us a son was given. And his name is wonderful. And because of that wonderful son, God, I just thank you that this is a wonderful time for us. And God, we want to make this season wonderful for others. And in order to do that, we're going to need some help. Holy Spirit, we ask you to come. We ask you to breathe on the things we do this Christmas season. We ask you to breathe on our conversations and our relationships with our families. We ask you to breathe on us as we communicate to the people at work and as we bake Christmas cookies and pick out gifts and spend time with people. And let us be the ones who are full of cheer when we walk around and say, Merry Christmas to people. Let that joy, Father, that you've put in our hearts just resound in their ears, Father. Let the things we do be of you. God, we ask you to put your super on our natural. We ask for the wisdom that you promised you've given us without reproach. We ask you to give us wisdom, Lord, in these days. And we just thank you for it all. In the wonderful name of Jesus, amen. And so we, you know, we do have a ministry team. If anybody wants ministry today, there's people here who are willing to pray for you and uh, help you. And so if uh, the ministry team wants to come up, they can come up and... um, Thank you. Thank you for your attention. Thank you.